What's up, brother? And welcome to the Becoming Kings podcast. I'm Johnny King, and I'm a life enthusiast, growth mentor, and men's lifestyle fulfillment coach. I've dedicated my life to helping men who feel like they're just not living up to their full potential to level up and become the king of their kingdoms. So whether you've been feeling stuck or numb or extremely angry with not living up to your greatest potential in any area of your life, then I'll be in your ears every week dropping some truly transformative episodes to help you become a man that you're proud to be. I'm glad you're here. Let's get to it. What's up, bro? Johnny King. This is the Becoming Kings podcast. But you already know that because you listen to my intro. And so this is always redundant when I then introduce myself. <laughs> What's going on, man? Hope you're doing well. I want to uh, put out there in this podcast something that is relevant for me. Something I feel like is uh, deeply relevant for a lot of guys. And that is, like, if you feel like you are living your life from a place where you're you're chasing that carrot, right? That carrot's dangling out in front of you. Or, uh, or like those, you know, dog races where they're chasing, like, a fake rabbit around the inside of the track. But that rabbit... And that carrot, you're never getting closer to it. It's just suspended out there. No matter how hard you work, how much you hustle, you're not getting any closer. And it's exhausting. I feel like I have spent the vast majority of my life living this way. It doesn't work. And I'm getting probably <laughs> about time. I'm, I'm getting to the point where I'm done with it. I'm like, okay, clearly this doesn't work. But I was always taught, you know, be the first one in, be the last one out, work your ass off, put your time in. And yet, you know what? (laughs) That advice coming from uh, previous generations didn't necessarily lead to a ton of happiness. So... That's what's got me thinking now. I, I had a uh, an amazing conversation with a coach earlier today, and we were talking about the the whole idea of commitment. Now, he was talking about one of his clients, um, and he asked him, like, on a scale of 0 to 10, how happy do you feel in your life with all the things, work, and your health, and your relationship, and any family-related stuff, where you live, you know, the the balance you have, and what you do for fun, and how would you rate yourself? And uh, he told me about this. This guy was kind of going through his, uh, you know, each of those individually and rating them, right? So it's health. Oh, it's like a seven, you know. How's your relationship? Uh, It's a nine. And he's like, how how's your relationship with your kids? He's like, it's a ten, it's absolutely ten. Uh, you know what? No, it's a nine. And uh, he said he he stopped. He's like, hold up, hold up, hold up. Stop rating. Do you see what you did right there? And uh, 
ultimately, he touched upon for this particular client that this client has a way of um, of never feeling like he's arrived. Now, his initial gut instinct said, no, his, his relationship with his kids was a 10, flat out. But then he was like, mm, no, because he had an underlying belief that it's never enough, that he's never enough, that he, he can, you know, no matter how hard he tries, it's never going to be enough. And I felt that way at times, for sure, in different, in different ways or in different times in my life. I feel like I've met a lot of guys who feel that way. You know, that once they get the enough money in the bank, once they get that big promotion, once they meet that, you know, dream partner, once they uh, have that house on that street or drive that car, once they, you know, all this stuff, once they have the six pack, whatever, like then they'll be happy. Then they will have felt like they're enough, right? And you know as well as I do, because I think we all run this program at times. <laughs> It just doesn't show up. The, the the feeling of enough, enoughness, it never shows up. It's elusive. It's that it's that dangling carrot that never gets any closer. It's that that rabbit that always just stays just far enough away that we can't catch it. <laughs> that white rabbit. So as we get more and more into this conversation, he uh, we were talking about different things and. I was telling him, like, truthfully, like, I've, I've just struggled uh, for a lot of my life in feeling disappointed in myself. He's like, hmm, okay, tell me more about that. And so we were getting into, to like, where else this shows up in my life. And, and he said, most people, when they're disappointed, how, how does that work out? Usually it's like they've taken some action, they do some things, it doesn't work out like they wanted it to, and then as a result, they're disappointed. And I was like, yeah, yeah, that's that's how it is. I'm, I'm disappointed that I've not gotten the results that I wanted. He's like, no, I disagree. I think you work the other way around. I think you create disappointment to use as fuel in which to drive you through your life. And I'm like, wait, what? And uh, he's like, some some guys, a lot of guys, they don't believe that they're enough, right? This is kind of a form of that in terms of disappointment. But because they don't feel like they're enough, they believe that once, like I said before, they're rich, once they're famous, once they are, you know, have that whatever, whatever, then they'll be enough. And that's what drives them throughout their day throughout their weeks, their months, years, decades, throughout their life. And it's because it's their, their come from, it's no matter, it's, it's, well, I should say, it's no wonder that no matter how much they acquire, it's still never enough because they actually use that not being enoughness to, to motivate them. And they also fear that if they were actually enough, they would lose their motivation and their drive right? He's like, you do the same thing, but with disappointment, which is like a form of not being enough. Um, and I was like, huh? He's like, so you actually, you know, a lot of people who are disappointed, they'll, they'll give up. He's like, 
for you, Johnny King, you actually double down, don't you? I'm like, mm, yeah, I guess I do. He's like, from my experience, from what I've seen, like, you get a lot of shit done. But still, it's never enough. You're still disappointed. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> that's actually pretty true. And he's like, how, uh, you know, well, he didn't really say this, but I'm thinking in my head, and like, how destructive is that, you know, across the board in relationships, in the work that I do? And, and then no wonder everyone else can say, hey, dude, you're doing so much. I, I literally was having a conversation with one of my friends who just moved away to Tennessee, and she was asking me how I'm doing. I'm like, oh, I've just been struggling with a bunch of stuff in my life, and oh, I'm just disappointed. She's like, what? It's like, yeah, it's just been a really tough year. I've been putting tons of work into growing and my own personal development and things haven't panned out like I really hoped they would and I'm disappointed. And she was like, I I totally get it. I know there's certain things that you wanted to pan out. They didn't. You're frustrated. You're angry. You're disappointed. You're sad. Get that. However, let's look at all the the other things that you accomplished. And she listed them out. And I was like, hmm. <laughs> well, when you put it that way, I'm like, okay. See, that's a great example of I'm not acknowledging the work that I am getting done. The, the, the achievements that I'm making. I'm not <clears throat> even taking time to celebrate. And this is a good example of what I feel like you, listener, could also very well be doing in your life. Where it's just... We're, we're like, we're cut from the same cloth. We're chasing that elusive carrot. <laughs> and we and we have convinced ourselves that once we, once we are able to, to grab it, then, then all will be well. And that's bullshit, man. And it just really resonated with me today when he's like, what if, what if your life, like, he was like, you think that uh, by by trying harder, then someday your life will be better, and then you'll be able to rate it a 10 out of a 10, right? Once, once you get there. I'm like, mm, yeah, I guess so. Even though I know kind of like he's uh, doing some coaching ninja mind shit on me right now I know this but I don't know where he's going with this and he's like but what if you came from 10 out of 10 versus getting to 10 out of a 10 in life I'm like hmm he's like see you're you're actually committed you're committed to disappointment you're driven by dissatisfaction in your life and that's what gets you to be driven and motivated to get stuff done. But then you're never actually able to enjoy it. You're never actually able to receive all the, the good that you are doing. And I'm like, ah, oh, damn, he's got a point. I judge myself personally. I judge myself so much. I imagine since we're all so much more alike than we're different, I bet you you judge yourself incredibly harshly, right? I judge myself as being disappointing. You might judge yourself as not being enough or not being lovable or not being smart enough. Like you, you judge yourself and you probably have some belief, right? I judge myself as being a disappointment ultimately, right? 
Now, he said you could, you could come up with affirmations, and a lot of times you'll hear that in, like, the coaching industry, like, oh, you can, you can, you know, come up with a whole bunch of affirmations, like, I'm not a disappointment, I'm smart enough, I'm bright enough, I'm, that's the same thing, right? <laughs> I'm intelligent enough, <laughs> um, and gosh dang it, people like me. But he's like, that's, that's like, you know, putting icing on some dog shit, you know? It's still dog shit, even though you dress it up. He said the, the antidote to judgment is actually forgiveness. Because, for instance, if someone were to judge, well, I should say, if someone were to steal something from me, right, and then they came back, and I was upset, but they came back and said, you know what, I'm so sorry, like, I stole this, it wasn't right, would you please forgive me? By me saying yes, and like genuinely meaning it, like, I forgive you, that releases me from the judgment, right? I no longer have that energy that I maybe had for someone who I was, who had stolen from me and I was judging them about why they stole, why would they do this, and, you know, how horrible could that be, right? So, ultimately, if you judge yourself for what, I mean, whatever you judge yourself for, not being enough or... Like I said, not being smart enough, not uh, creating the result. Like whatever the case it is that, that, that actually maybe drives you. This coach suggested that I forgive myself for the judgment that is actually creating the, the, the drive, right? So he told me to, to forgive myself for judging myself as disappointing, Okay. And then replacing that with what the new truth is. And this was kind of hard for me, you know. It's really easy to come up with <clears throat> a lot of the lies. Oh, I'm not, like I said, I'm not uh, young enough. I'm not old enough. I'm not, I don't have enough experience. I'm not smart enough. I'm not tall enough. I'm not pretty enough. Like, whatever. Enough, enough, enough. Not enough. But to really focus on the truth, the truth that I am fucking Johnny King. <laughs> there's, there's power to the truth of, you know what? I am brilliant. I am talented. I am secure. I am a force to be reckoned with. If you come from that place, Right? That's what he's talking about. What if we came from the truth versus this place of like, oh, once I get to, you know, a promotion or once I get to a certain number, a certain amount of commas in my bank account, then I'll be enough. It's like, no. You've got to forgive yourself for judging yourself as being, as, as, like, as a disappointment, as not enough. Does that make sense? I hear a resounding yes. So, first and foremost, you have to forgive yourself. And then the second step is you have to tell yourself what the new truth is. And you've got to believe it. You've got to keep telling yourself and keep owning it. And this is what I'm doing. This is what I've committed to doing today because that commitment, like... If you're going to be uh, one of these, like, Olympians, right? Let's say you want to be an Olympian in 2030. 
that commitment starts in the moment you make that commitment within every single day that you show up. And usually, if we're not following through our com with our commitments that we want, it's because we're committed to something even greater. Or not, I'm sorry, not something greater, but something different, right? So if I'm committed to becoming financially free by the end of the year and I'm not there, it's probably because I was more committed to <laughs> certainty. I was more committed to security and safety and uh, not taking risks. I'm committed to something, right? So it's not that you have a commitment issue. You're actually committed. We're always committed to something. But oftentimes, when we're not getting the results we want, we have to look at alternative commitments that are pulling us in the, in the other direction. So there's a lot of work there to, to, to look at. And uh, he had me also write down all of my commitments and then rate them on a scale of zero to 10, and if they were a seven or lower, I needed to rewrite them, rephrase them in a way that were that was like more inspiring. Because there were certain commitments that I was like, yep, absolutely, 10, 10, 10, nine, 10, seven, eight. So all the sevens are below. Some of them were fours. I'm like, oh, geez, no wonder. <laughs> no wonder I'm getting the results in those areas where I had tens and I am getting, <laughs> and I judge myself, and I'm disappointed in myself for those things that I'm, I've rated a, a four or a five. Do you know what I mean? So the way that I have even phrased those commitments were hard for me to hit, I realized, and I didn't fully believe in them. When I changed the verbiage to something different, I was like, oh, okay, this is cool. So there's a lot of different things we could do. Um, you know, and that's the beauty of like why I keep working with different coaches because I learn and then I'm able to teach others, you know. So if any of this sounds, you know, interesting to you and you want to pick my brain or do some of these things, you know, feel free to hit me up. I'm happy to, to schedule a little free 30-minute coaching call. But in the meantime, I hope this resonated because um, if it did, you're certainly not alone. You and I are thinking the same thing, and I can guarantee you, uh, you and I are not the only ones that are cut from the same cloth. <laughs> so, anyways, appreciate you as always for tuning in to the Becoming Kings podcast. I am your host, the great Johnny King. We'll catch up with you next time. Cheers. That's it for this one, and I want to thank you for listening. Hey, if you got some good ideas from this episode and you want more, please feel free to subscribe to the podcast. And if you think others may benefit from it also, share it on social media and tag me in your post so I can say hey. It would also mean a lot to me if you felt inclined to write a review of the show on Apple Podcasts since I read every single one of them. And if you've got any questions or topics that you'd like to recommend or really just anything that you think I could improve upon, man, I thrive on constructive feedback. So hit me up with an email at podcast at johnnyking.com. Oh, and feel free to also subscribe to my YouTube channel, connect with me on LinkedIn, and follow me on Instagram at Johnny King and on Facebook at facebook.com backslash Johnny King Men's Coach. Thanks again for joining me. I'll catch you next time.